What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. First, I got to start off by saying this. I've said this on every podcast that I've done so far. Work shoot, the one piece, everything that's dropped this week. I've said it so far. I want to apologize to the fans. I want to apologize to everyone who supported this show from the jump because when I took my radio show job, I'm not going to lie. Some of the, I'm not going to say we weren't as consistent, but I'm going to say I slacked in areas. And granted, we've grown this year. We've had an incredible year. We've done some things, but I just feel like now that I don't work at the radio, you're about to get 100% more shit. We were streaming before. We had pitched. We had a bunch more shit that had to get cut off because of my radio show job. Fraud court was delayed. A lot of things happened. But now, 100% in, in it to win it. I told, like I said on, the, on all the other ones, you're getting content every day now from the network. Every day, um, whether that's uh, movie reviews, me doing a, a, a sports thing, a stream show, me and Jazz doing something, whatever it is, you're getting content every day now. And starting in January, there's going to be stream shows on the network at least three times a week. I'm not going to I'm not going to say they start now because Christmas is coming up and I don't want to lie to y'all. There's some equipment things I need to get with my Christmas money. And so I'm letting y'all know starting January streaming will happen three times a week and it's going to be intense. I'm excited for it. But I just want to say sorry to the fans. And if you want more information, check out the Bros Who Think podcast this week. But I'm excited ecstatic and feel free that's the main thing well that's good well that's all that matters at the end of the day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i didn't get fired <laughs> right that, that too because <laughs> like i you know i will not I lie quit. when your initial post when your initial post went out like both my girlfriend and i we both were like did he get fired mm-hmm. everybody like, thought that and right. no i i i did it to where because i knew that on the Bros Who Think episode, I'm t- I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, now that I can yeah, talk about, so. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on people, but I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. And I said, since I'm gonna be honest on my pod, I'm gonna write a humble, thankful letter on my social media. Because I could have shit on them, <laughs> but I quit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I quit. So it's like I'm gonna be honest and just be thankful for the opportunity because I did learn a lot, and I will say, I think I got better. Funny enough, at talking in a microphone. I don't know if y'all have noticed it over the podcast, but I think I noticed it myself during the reps. The practice helps. Yeah, three years, yeah. man. Three years at the radio. And it showed me what I don't want. It showed me what I'm not, what I'm not good at, what I don't think I should be doing. Like, there's no reason why I should be a host of a morning show. I'm not a morning show person. It is, it is what it is. Like, I am a afternoon to night show person because that's when you get the best energy from me. That's when you get the best thought processes from me. Waking up at five in the morning for two years was miserable. Was fucking, mi- but this is bros who think podcast topics, but yeah. But see, this is my brother and me and my brother talk like this. Like this is my, this is my well, best friend. Like he texted and, and, me the moment he saw my thing. Like, <laughs> and, I've, and I've been through some of that. So I yeah. get it. So, and, and it's like, um, it's like, I just wanted to be, I, I, I told myself, if they're not going to value me, then I'm going to value me. Simple and plain. That's, yeah, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other housekeeping thing in here is that 
uh, we did have a lost episode. And see, and that goes back to the job. Like, I, I fucking right. couldn't get it edited in time. Like, we had a great episode for y'all last week. Yeah, last week's one was pretty cool. We reviewed the killer, mm-hmm. which I guess, you know, we're not, we, oh, we but probably I won't will go say, into detail. No, we won't talk about that, but I do have that. And that will be released this weekend on YouTube. I do have Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. good. There's All parts right. of the episode so, that I was going to tell you about. There's parts of the episode that I'm going to release. That's one of it. And our Invincible review, I'm going to tie it with this and put it on YouTube as well. So Okay. Because that's well, one so, thing with this podcast going forward, Bingers fans. There's going to be... This whole podcast won't be on YouTube, but from now on, going forward, parts of this podcast will be on YouTube so the YouTube uh, community can start to get into their binge mode. So... All right. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. So, but there are a few topics that if they sound like they're from three weeks ago, it's because they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're and we'll, and we'll probably speed through those. Like we'll probably like there's some things we'll spend a long time. Some things we'll speed through. But how are you doing this week? You watch um, so, anything new? Um, have you ever watched the anime Slam Dunk? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So that. Oh, nice. Okay. If you like it, you should check out Kuroku Code No Basket. I prefer that to Slam Dunk. It's a newer version. I, oh, I'm sure. Because, like, this one, you know, it looks it's like you show in a lot of ways. Yeah. It, pretty much. I'm just talking about that. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was fairly interesting. But um, other than that, not really anything. I did begin working on my end of years list. Oh, yeah. That's coming that up. I haven't watched a lot of films. You have not. I know you have not because I've pretty much reviewed them with Reg this year. But then again, 2024, 2023, weird year. 2024 will be better at that. But like, yeah, you got to watch a lot of films. I got to watch a lot of TV because I there's some shows like, you, do you know I still haven't finished The Bear? I have like two episodes left. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, I got to finish that. There's some other shows I got to finish. But what was I going to say? Like, I put, um, I put so much in the TV shows. Like, you, you did. Know, you killed. Thing. You killed it for us this year in TV, and I killed it for us in movies. We picked each other up this year. Got to give it to us. But uh, what was I going to say? Um, I started that Tim Robinson show, that comedy. I think you oh, should yeah. leave. It's really fucking good. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> Is that the sketch one? Yeah, that's the that's the one where have the meme got, came from. The Bachelor one. The Bachelor. Uh, Is that from he, the new he does season? A sketch. It might be. He does a sketch for The Bachelor where it's like he, he is only on there for the zip line. He's like, OK, so I watched it's funny. I watched season one and I'm I got like one episode left of season two. So I don't think I've seen that yet. Yeah, I've only ever seen certain bits. That's one of the only bits I've seen. Yeah, I, I fuck with that show. But yeah, now that I'm a little more free times on my hands, I'm going to watch more TV. I'm ecstatic. But yeah, so as we start transitioning into December, we just have to keep in mind, I believe probably the what the first week of January, I guess, would probably do our end of just or the week before that, let's depending see. on when we get a chance to get in there. Let's see what the do it. let's see what the date's looking like real quick. Yeah, we should probably do it the week before the first week of January if we can, if it's possible. Since Christmas is early yeah. in the week. You know, so if if that's possible, and I'll try to get Reg on with us for that episode, because he would love to uh, 
do that with us. Have the movie Bros Who Binge into the year. Have Reg join. I'll have Dom join as well, our run it back guy. It'll be a big, it'll be all of the movie departments coming together for a big list. And they'll go around. Yeah, we can. We'll, we'll figure We'll figure that one out. So, so it'll be, it'll be fire. You'll either have it that week or like Schubert said, the first week of January. And then yeah. I'm thinking next pod, we give them top five Christmas movies to watch. You know, we do it every year. Oh, should we draft the draft Christmas movies this year? Something like that. Yeah, I don't think we've ever. I don't think we've ever drafted them. We can draft them, and then we can review superlatives or something like. Yeah, some of the most. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest Christmas pain or something like that. Like what character or whatever. Something, and then we can review some some Christmas thing before Christmas. You know how we always do our our Christmas stuff. Oh, since you and your girlfriend like a year without a Santa Claus, we can review that for the people. Because I know she's gonna make you watch it. And me and my girlfriend are going to watch it because that's our that's our favorite Christmas movie. When when I yeah. found out she liked that and when she found out I liked that, I was like, wait, we should be dating. Because <laughs> mm. I never knew. Honestly, Camille's the first person besides Curse that I know that's watched that movie because we've talked about it before. No, really? I've never watched it. Yeah, I hadn't watched it before I met her. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that on this pod. How that's but, I mean, I've seen it's been on TV. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's sure Rankin Bass. Yeah. It's the it's the best yeah. Rankin Bass movie out there. I think people just don't think about it because it doesn't have like the name doesn't have Santa or I'm, it's a it's a year without a Santa Claus. Oh yeah, I guess that. Yeah. It's just. But, I mean, like they're thinking like, like yeah, it's just different. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we we got a lot of really interesting stuff to get through today, and some dramatic things as well. So let's get into it. So um, Dave Filoni is now the chief creative officer nice. of Lucasfilm. Nice. And will be planning all future Star Wars films and shows. So as that he is should a, be. As he should be, very positive thing. So we'll see how that progresses as mm-hmm. we move forward with the now Dave Filoni is Star Wars, which I think is fair. I think you have to have the, the main creator. Like Lucas was driving in the day, now Dave Filoni's driving in. Kathleen Kennedy should be in charge. It should be like DC. And Star Wars is doing the DC model, or at, at, rather, you can say DC is doing the Star Wars model. Star Wars is just now making it official, where Filoni is in charge of creative, uh, Kathleen Kennedy's in charge of production and budgets. That's how it should be. Right. Peter Safran is in charge of budgets and production. James Gunn is in charge of creative. That's how it should be. Yeah. And maybe Marvel should take a page out of Star Wars and. Uh, DC's book because maybe Kevin Feige's getting a little too stretched thin. Hmm. Right, right. Oh, you know, now bring you could bring in a younger, a younger person, person as well, or a fresh face who just who to help with creative. Yeah. Well, I, I I think it almost in the future of these sorts of things, it is better to like have a a, a new phase be taken over by a new direction. Like, I, if like not, I feel like not Feige that, should have stopped after the first after phase. After and Infinity, after, and mm-hmm. yeah, and after Endgame, and then there should have been someone new. If you don't do that, I do like that. If you don't do that, do what Gunn's doing and do what Star Wars is doing, where each direct each project has the tone that the director sets. You know what I'm saying? Like just just like the comics, like in DC Comics, it's one universe, but the Flash comics are not like the Batman comics. The Superman comics are not like the Green Lantern comics. It should be like that in the movies. Superman has his own tone. Batman has his own tone. Flash has his own tone. Then Justice League has its own tone. 
and you have direct different directors come in and do that. Whereas with Marvel movies, they all feel the same. There's no right. separate. There's no separate tone. Yeah. And if and when there is, it's Infinity War and super dark. But you know that at the end of the movie, everybody's coming back. So it's like, which is going to be the biggest question with Deadpool three is like mm-hmm. it switches tone now that it's playing within the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned guns. He's finalized some Superman legacy castings. Yeah, uh, all that happens. <laughs> yeah, Skyler. I said I told you he was getting cast Mando. in the Lost episode. Yes, so he is confirmed as Jimmy Olsen, which London thinks is a great, great choice. casting, classic Jimmy. Um, You're just used to black Jimmy. It's okay. That's just yeah. that's classic. That's Superman the animated series Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, uh, and then we got Nicholas Holt's going to be Lex Luthor, which I, both like. I like. We like enough, but it was always what we thought was. Yeah, happen. facts. It's what we predicted. Now, does he go bald? Yes. Okay. Does he look good bald? He he looks like something. It's going to be, and I'm saying this not because Nicholas Holt's not a good actor. He showed in the menu that he can go dark, which I'm really glad I got to see the menu. And if you saw Skins before his accident, Mm -hmm. his character, he always showed he could go dark. So I, I don't think I have a problem with him being Lex. I just don't want Jesse Eisenberg Lex. I don't want young tech mogul Lex. I want like billionaire, evil politics, politics, most charming man in the room Lex. Like, like he's right. he's not a recluse like Jesse Eisenberg was. He's not like some nerd, uh, like fucking um um blank Zuckerberg. Like, no, this dude needs to be, like, flamboyant and out there. And, like, like you said, politics. Yeah, because that's, like, the Lex that is the, the older, mm-hmm. the later Supermans where he's, like, running the Black Lex. Now, Lex could have been black. black. <laughs> yeah, Black Lex from animated yes. series. <laughs> What's funny is whenever I think of Black Lex, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, oh, it's got to be, like, not common, but like common. I always think Thurston Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. From this is ever since I watched This Is Us, it's like I just meant by like appearance. Oh, oh no, no, I know, I got you. Yeah, like light skin, no, for sure, for sure. Like Lawrence, Lawrence, someone Fitch, who like owns bald, young Morpheus, young Lawrence Fisher, young Morpheus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Nicholas holds Lex Luthor, and he'll be played alongside e, uh, Sandra Sam Pio, who's going to play Eve Techschmacher. Who has long time been the assistant and sometimes mistress to Lex Luthor? And as we've seen prior, she's just a Victoria's Secret model. I think this is like her first role. <laughs> yeah, she's just, and, she's Mer. Uh, I wish they would have went with Mercy instead, because that's the one we know. Right. Like, Mercy's a badass, but I'm sure. But I remember is, Eve, Eve Tech Rocker. I do too. And I'm sure that, like, they're just going to fuse Mercy and Eve and just have it as Eve because she was the first. But I love Mercy, was always kicking ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maria Gabriela de Fares cast as the engineer. That was the one that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that all comes together. I'm excited. You said that the engineer is part of that team. Yeah, the engineer is a part of the authority with Manchester Black, authority. Um, uh, Hawksmore. Um, the authority is basically like I don't want to say evil Justice League, 
but they are very crime syndicate esque. To me, they represent like I'm trying to think of a DC team that they can represent. I guess it really is evil Justice League in a sense, yeah, or, or Justice League that's willing to kill, not evil that's willing to kill. And I'm sure that this is going to build to uh, ju- uh, the Justice League versus the Authority as the first team up movie, which I think is brilliant because I always wanted the first Justice League movie that be versus the Legion of Doom. And the Legion of Doom will take some time to build because, and also in 2023, I don't know if the Legion of Doom makes sense. Like, will Joker go team up with Lex Luthor? Like, that's some real comic booky shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the authority makes sense and you don't have to do the multiverse because the crime syndicate versus the Justice League is always the best shit. And this is basically the crime syndicate versus the Justice League. And what a way to differentiate yourself from Marvel, because even though Darkseid is the original and Thanos is a ripoff of him, Marvel already did it. Plus, Snyder already did it. So why not save Darkseid for later and do a Justice League versus their counterparts, the Legion of Doom uh, crime syndicate or the authority, which we're getting. Right. Yeah, and um, so that's that's all the casting that's been recent. And of course, you do remember we have cast already cast our Superman, our Lois Lane, our mm-hmm. Hot Girl, Mister Terrific, Guy Gardner. Um, Which I love, Guy Gardner. I love that the universe is um fully fleshed out in the sense of we have these side characters. Also, James Gunn wants Oh Boy from Gen V to be uh no. That was Hal where I was Jordan. leading into next. Yeah. There was a there's a rumor that Patrick Schwarzenegger is being eyed to be Hal Jordan, which, which I totally did forget in Gen V that that was Patrick Schwarzenegger. But yeah, I didn't know yeah, that, which is good, good for him. Job. Like I think that's really good that we don't know him by his name because I didn't know that either. Um, but my only thing with that is I want too young. He's so young, and I want John Stewart to be the young one. Don't fuck us, Gun. John Stewart needs to be the young Green Lantern. Hal Jordan needs to be right. the older one. Unless you're doing two young ones, which I could get down with. But if they do young Hal Jordan and old John Stewart, I'm gonna be pissed off. Yeah, that's fair. Cause like he should not, uh, he yeah. should be in his prime. That's our Green Lantern. Give us it's something. just like rumors. It's just like rumors like that make me not understand what's going on in Green Lantern at this point. Yeah, me neither. I feel like Green Lantern is the one that Gunn is still throwing darts. Like he has Guy Gardner, oh, but and, like everything and else. Flash. Well, like, it's like, you got to let, you got to bring in Batman before you bring in Flash. Like, I feel like Flash is like going to be the last one. He doesn't know he's going to do that. Yeah, I feel like Flash is going to be the last one they bring in. And it needs to be Wally West. Just do fucking Wally and you won't have to worry about Barry Allen. I agree with that. (laughs) Especially if you do a Batman that has an older Robin. Yeah, exactly. And my thing is, if you like, you had an amazing cart- uh, live action with Grant Gustin. You just had the Ezra stink. Give us Wally, fresh character. You can you can still do some of the old stories, but because it's Wally, everybody's like, "Ooh, who's this Flash?" And it makes people interested. Yeah, um, but from moving into the DC, we go into the Marvel Cinematic Mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain America Brave New World is delayed because they felt the action sequences were mid compared to the previous films. And that's from Daniel RPK. Mmm. Mmm. Yikes. Yikes, bro. Yikes. Like, that's supposed to be the movie that's 
supposed to be like their one. It's like, what are y'all doing, bro? Like I had the, the, Captain America is the one I'm excited for. The only thing I would say about that that's like a mixture is like, what if their direction that they took was more espionage, kind of like the, the show? Oh, I could get down and, with that. <laughs> and they and they were like, oh, we need more big action sequences like we had with Chris Evans and all that. And I'm like, yeah, well, see, you, know, you don't necessarily need. All right, I'm with you on that. You don't necessarily yeah. need that. Like what? That's so like much. I'm worried that there this is either this that the movie was bad and they need to like make it better. Mm. Or that it was like different than what they wanted and they wanted to, mm. to make it more boisterous. Yeah, see, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not with that. So either way, bad. Yeah, that's not good, man. See, I'm with you, Schubert. They need to make it to where if it's like super espionage, let's go with that. Because I think like this Captain America being like, you know, super spy. That makes it better because he's not be a super. Cool. So yeah, you make it to where. The way to differentiate it, you make him more detective more figuring out things like a spot, like he has to go around, like make Falcon, uh, because he's not a super soldier, make him have to solve crimes. It's like this spy going undercover, like not always wearing the Falcon suit, you know, like he wore, he, he dressed up as that guy the, in, in uh, Falcon right. Winter Soldier when he went with, uh, whatchamacallit, undercover. Right. So that was kind of what I was thinking with that. But yeah, Marvel, Captain America. We're, we're we're hoping for you. We're yeah, we should do all right. We hope you. We hope but, you're uh, fucking good. Jesus Christ! Oh wait, real quick, yeah. I got some uh some DC leaks for you uh that I was waiting to give. I forgot about it. Wonder Woman solo movie, new actress. Um, they're talking about the Adam movie, a Hawk Girl and Hawkman TV show, Teen Titans movie. There you go, Old Robin for you. This is like Chapter Two shit. Um, Doctor Fate TV show. Plastic Man sh movie, Doom Patrol movie, Deathstroke show. That those are all chapter two, chapter three stuff. Chapter one, uh, Lobo will be in the back end. Lobo may make an appearance in Superman Legacy, which is why Jason Momoa, when he did his interview about Aquaman, was like, "Yeah, that shit's done." Like, but they still like me. So Lobo may appear yeah. in Superman and uh. Yeah, Brainiac's the main villain of Legacy. Okay, which is perfect. Well, that, that's that's new. We and uncast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lex Luthor yeah. is in the in the atmosphere. He's around doing schemes, right? Which I like. You build to Lex. You don't make Lex the initial villain. Make it Brainiac, and that makes sense. Why those other superheroes have to be in the world. Right, but you know, I would even have Lex be have some sort of hand in something. Oh make, yeah, you know, like I would give, I would give, you know, Nicholas Holt like fifteen percent screen time, like even if be, it has nothing to do with him against Superman, just like what built, figure out what he's doing. He could be running for office, right? And the Brainiac shit gets him elected. Oh, mm. see, that's good thought. Mm, we're thinking over here, buddy. So all right, but well, that's all people, that's all the rumors. So back to people who aren't thinking. Marvel um mm -hmm. Avengers King Dynasty hires Loki director or, or Loki creator Michael Waldron as the screenwriter. That's a good movie. I like that. But they did just as a director, um, which is what we had didn't report on in the last episode. I like that because so this is a good move. 
that shows that they're sticking to Kang and who knows Kang better than the Loki guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or in the direction that Kang can go from the Loki series. Yep. And who set up Kang the best besides the Loki guy? Way better than Ant-Man. Exactly. So definitely a good move to do that. This goes back to, again, what I was talking about, how bringing in younger minds, newer direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pedro Pascal was Mr. Fantastic. We didn't get to talk. We talked about that in the other episode. Um, Christopher mm. Abbott and Jamie Dornan tested for the role, um, but Pedro Pascal got it because what I had found when I read the story was that the rumor was that the cast would have been too white if they would not have casted a POC. As I kind I kind of would have liked Jamie Dornan, me personally, younger Mister Fantastic, but Pedro Pascal's not bad. Well, he, I just I just think he should be doing other shit. Right, and what we had also said was that it's. T- I've you know I've personally never seen him as like the smartest man in the room type besides Max Maxwell Lord. And it's not that he can't be the smart. It's just like and that was more of a villainous. Get off of Disney's dick, Pedro. Like stop doing all these damn IPs. You're a better actor than this. Like go do something serious. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought like Last of Us was going to take him on a new path where he yeah you know, obviously he's going to do season two of Last of Us and he's going to like still voice the Mandalorian. But I thought he was going to be in like a Scorsese movie, that type of shit, like a Nolan movie, like a Denis Villeneuve, which he still can. Yeah, but, but it's like have to... least likely now because he's going to be the face of the MCU. That's what he wants. Uh, and nothing wrong with that. He wants to be Robert Downey Jr. What he did. And that's what he's about to get. Because maybe the Mandalorian, he feels, doesn't get to show his face. Yeah, I mean, he really has no part in it now. That's the whole thing is like mm-hmm. he hasn't been on set in like seasons. Exactly. So like maybe this allows him to have his big IP moment that he's been wanting. Right. Besides Last of Us. Yeah. Because, But Last of Us, he's um, going to die soon. Yeah, that's true. Because the second one is about the girl. Yeah, spoilers to anyone. Who, oh my gosh, it's a game like, that's been around Last since 2010. <laughs> that game's been out since 2010, bro. Did you not know that happened? Did I just spoil something for you? No, I knew. I, oh, okay. I watched. I've watched the whole game. I haven't. Oh, okay. I was about to say. It. Yeah, I've, I've played the game multiple times. Sorry if I spoiled. <laughs> um, and then the last bit of Marvel news is Steve Yuen is playing another man superhero with a yellow suit. Robert Kirkman and playing Sen- him. Century. That's in fucked up. Thunderbolts. <laughs> That's so fucked up, Robert Kirkman. So fucked up. He just in an interview was like, "Yeah, Steve Yuen said." He's playing Century for Marvel. I don't really care. It can't get me in trouble. Like, what? If I'm Steve Nguyen and I get in trouble, I leave Invincible. Straight up. Fuck you, Kirkman. What? Is it like it's supposed to be some kind of secret? I mean, maybe Kevin Feige didn't want that information out there. It don't matter. Mm, I don't know, bro. It's not like Tom Holland spoiling Spider-Man <laughs> shit. That might have been a secret. Tell the trailer. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I would have announced that more so to try and drive people to. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. Maybe Maybe they wanted the leak. Um, but yeah, so enough of Marvel. Let's, let's talk about some of these trailers. Actually, let's talk about one Marvel trailer, but in the Sony world. Madam mm. Web. That shit looks Which ass. I just found out <laughs> has the same writing team as Morbius. 
That shit and looks that ass. just tells you everything you need to know. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Sydney Sweeney? It's a bunch of spider women running from some Spider-Man villain who's trying to, I guess, kill Peter Parker and Madam Webb's or kill Peter Parker's parents and Madam Webb's trying to protect them. And apparently Adam Scott's Uncle Ben. Just a bunch of shit. Yeah. A bunch of weird stuff, man. It's mm-hmm. just, and a lot of people who just don't understand what they're working with. I'm not going to watch that. I'm sorry. Didn't watch Morbius in theaters. Not watching this in theaters. The only thing in the Sony-verse that we might end up watching is Craven because our boy's yeah. in it, but I'm not going to pay to watch it. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron Taylor. Don't know why he took that. <laughs> Don't know why he took that. Holy shit. Hopefully he goes well, into Marvel. Yeah. We're DC. No, I'm saying hopefully his Craven, because that's, that's a rumor right now. Is mm. that for Spider-Man oh. Four, Craven's coming? Well, I think he's a, Sony I think version. he's a good casting for Craven. I just he think is. they're gonna write it wrong. Yeah, I think the Sony movie's gonna so. suck. But if he's in Marvel with with Tom Holland, that'll be great. Right. Um. So, did you catch Pokemon Concierge? No. What it's about? Stop, it the, it's a stop motion Netflix film. Oh. About a Pokemon hotel. Oh, okay. I might watch that then. That that sounds pretty good. That sounds like a, a cozy Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. probably ninety minute movie Chilling. that has it. The main Pokemon I would say is Psyduck. Like I think the girl's like main Pokemon is like a Psyduck. Okay. They're just like okay. chilling, chilling on this island. She like rides a Charizard. Yeah, crazy stuff. But okay. it's like stop motion, okay. so that's the weird thing about it. That sounds pretty interesting. I'll, I have to check that out. Um, did you watch the Ted trailer? Yeah. The series? Yeah. Um, you know, the Ted movies were cool. Maybe Seth MacFarlane can hit gold again. This is one that I just need to see. But right now, I think I'm it's kind gonna. I think it's gonna hurt. The, I think it's gonna hurt the movie. I'm not mad at that. I'm not because it's like it. It made it better that we didn't know. Yeah, and now that you're yeah, giving I mean, that, that, that's life, true. because like what like, you know, at that moment we were like, oh, okay, well, you know, Ted lived in his life or whatever, but like I'm sure, but I'm sure he wasn't like a total dweeb. But then mm-hmm. this mo- this show makes him look like he's a total dweeb. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want Mark Wahlberg to have been a total dweeb. You know, it's just like and until like this magic moment, now he's pulling bitches. It's like what. Yeah, like I just don't believe that Mark, that kid is gonna pull Mila Kunis. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent That's why I said the series looks meh. Yeah, um, you know, I think that Seth MacFarlane as Ted will be funny, but I also think that the the directions they're taking with the Ted character and are also detrimental Weird. to the original yeah. movies. So only just, way it'll be good is if this Ted turns him into Mark Wahlberg. You know what I'm saying? Like, turns him into not possible. Yeah, they'd have to last long, longer than one season for that. True, that's a two seasoner at minimum. Um, so let's talk about another underwhelming trailer, Aquaman. Well, look, I'm not gonna say underwhelming. I'm just gonna say the it doesn't matter because the trailer looked pretty interesting. Like. This is Jason Momoa should get his arm cut off. This is the storyline where Aquaman, steal, uh, Black Manta steals his kid and basically him versus Black Manta and uh, Aquaman gets chained. And basically the only way he can save his son is by 
cutting off his hand. I hope that shit happens. They put in that that extra shit with the uh, Poseidon guy or whatever, the God shit, just to make Black Manta more, I guess, stronger. But you didn't have to do that. You could have just did Black Manta versus Aquaman and made Black Manta kidnap Aquaman's son because that's a terrifying story. Mm, we'll see. Uh, it's just like, I don't think, because we know what we know, it's just hard to get hype around this movie. No, that's fair. I, that's fair. I just will say the trailer didn't disgust and me I as I thought stri- it would. The strike probably hurt them a lot too because now True. Jason Momoa, you know, uh, he, even when he was on SNL, he rarely really talked about Aquaman. Like it, it was that's like because dude he was is ready to be Lobo. He's ready to be Lobo, man. <laughs> like, he was on Fallon talking about Lobo when he's per- when he's premiering Aquaman. Like, what? Dude doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago that we want to address is that the Avatar trailer did come out, and we it do love good. it. Yeah, it looks great. It does look very good. Um, so excited about that. I think the characters look great. We'll see the direction of what it was going to go to. And I think what we had talked about that we want to repeat was that um, the thoughts of their original creator not liking it is because it seems that they're going to do a lot more with the Fire Nation, the Fire mm-hmm. Lord, and Azula. And that was where I had talked about where what probably made him mad was that they were going to speed up the process a little bit by telling some storylines on that side. And I think that is going to make it a little bit more I hate to say say this for anything that takes place in more than one place, but Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which is what or, I think or it's, would it's a little one piece where they're where they're okay. making you care about the uh, they're giving you a B plot, and it's like right. you got to care about Zuko and understand Zuko's story. Well, you got to know about Azula, and if if you, you it's not like an animated series where you can kids are watching for the action and everything and you can build to the Zuko stuff. It's like, if you want adults to get behind it, you got to give Zuko motivation earlier than they did, essentially. Right. So that's probably what's going to go on with that, but I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, talk, we'll talk more nap, we'll talk more anime adaptations later. Um, so a couple of trailers we have, I'll mention Damsel real quick. It's a Netflix show. I told Lyndon that he'd have to watch it, but the synopsis is a dutiful damsel agrees to marry a handsome prince only to find that the royal family has recruited her as a sacrifice to repay an ancient debt. Thrown into a cave with a fire-breathing dragon, she must rely on her wits to, and will to survive. Okay. And what the trailer... And so it's Millie Bobby Brown, Robin White, or, and Angela Bassett are the main people in this. Okay. The, interesting it's maybe coming, i'll watch <laughs> the what i wasn't too interested in until i watched the trailer and then it what they made it seem like is like this is what they do they lure print people to be like oh mary or the handsome prince become a princess only to put them into this cave to have the dragon eat them it's like a cycle that they do mm, okay okay so i thought that was interesting that sounds pretty interesting um so then the other trailer we got here is Griselda. Did you watch that one? With yeah, it looks really Sophia good. Vergara? <laughs> yeah, it does I, look I, really good. I'm I'm very interested in that Narcos creators that Sophia Vergara I gotta give her props. The only thing I'm like is the prosthetics. I'm gonna have to take some time getting used to, but it looks pretty interesting. 
it does like her being the you know a female drug lord um she calls herself the godmother in miami thing is i think it's based on true story it so, is yeah no yeah. no that's a real person all really cool stuff I'm excited to see that and, and she has ties HBO. to rappers because she gave noriega and fat joe coke to sell so, oh really yeah yeah no this is a real lady she was balling in new york that's crazy um and then hbo put out their trailer for the sympathizer which we've heard is going to come out for a while as robert downey jr playing four characters mm. and what do you think of the sympathizer Meh. I actually think it's gonna be really good. Oh, you like? Okay, maybe I need to. Maybe, maybe I was being too harsh. It, it's kind of like a different espionage take on a different era of a different war. We've seen the World War Twos, we've seen mm-hmm. this and that, but now we're seeing it like a Vietnam era thing with like you know the Vietnam spies, which is something that we just never really like have seen knew. before. Yeah, so that's fair. Be we learn learn about a new era. I can get down with that. That's fair. Maybe yeah. I just need to see it in action. That's one of those. Right. So I think that comes out at the beginning of the next year. Okay. So Variety reports that screenwriter Tasha uh, Huo is set to pen a live-action Naruto movie, Linda. Mm. Um, her credits include upcoming adaptations of the comic book Red Sonia and an animated series based on the Tomb Raider games. Uh, the manga adaptation is scheduled to be her next next project, confer- confirmed to be in development at Lionsgate. A movie will never work. There's too much. It needs to be a TV show. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know, I don't know why they would be doing this and why Lionsgate would be attached to this. That makes no um, sense. My Hero works better as a movie than this. Naruto, like, what are you telling? Up to him and Sasuke doing the, co- the collapse of the hand? Like, are you telling up to the battle at the thing and then the next movie is Shippuden? Like that's so much in, I think in you're, one movie. I think you're doing um to so the tuning ex- are the tuning exams, the tuning exams, and then like what's his face, the evil guy who attacks the school after that. I can't remember. Oh, Orochimaru. Orochimaru. So you end with Sasuke that, leaving the villa. You end with 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 yes, Orochimaru. Yes, you end with Sasuke leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. That's what it would be. And they got to go you back would hit and get the tuning exams like twenty right minutes away. in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah. In the next movie is them going get Sasuke and then ending with the with the fight. Probably Pain is the last movie. How many movies are they gonna do? Like are you is three. the next three and then Shapudin and so you're not so so pain? No, you gotta do three. Oh yeah, Shapudin is pain. That's right. Yeah, you gotta do the Sorry. Great Ninja War. So it's yeah, like that's yeah, before movies. War. So the second movie is ending with Sasuke and Naruto fighting with Sasuke going away. The next movie is Sasuke and Pain is Pain. And then the final one's the war. Something like that. Jesus. I don't trash, know. trash. 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 <laughs> um, so a TV series based on Cape Fear is in the works with Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, and Nick and Tosca. Um, they're all producers. Um, the logline states, a storm is coming for a pair of married attorneys when an infamous killer from their past gets released after years in prison. A tense con- t- contemporary thriller that examines America's obsession with true crime in the 21st century. Out of all of Morton Scorsese's movies, this is the one that needed to be a TV show. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I think this is going to be great. Yeah. I think this might be like a big deal show once it gets rolling. We just need to see some casting. 
I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. And I think it's, I think this is one that gets big casting. Like This is the kinds of ones where you get a movie star who's going to mm-hmm. come in and play a role. And this is going to be either on Apple or like or Amazon or something like that. And you, like you said, you get a big movie I think star. Apple, yeah. You get two movie stars. You get a big actress and a big actor. And maybe even yeah. the killers. Maybe even Max Cady's big. Yeah, I think the killer would be the big one. All right. Well, I, I think the you lawyers, get, I think because, yeah, I remember. You Nick get someone Nolte, who wants to make a statement. Nick Nolte was the who lawyer. wants to get an Emmy. Like you had Nick Nolte and um and um Robert De Niro, I'm thinking you go get like what? I don't want to like Aaron Paul to be like the the killer. That's not bad. Aaron Paul, He's a TV guy. Yeah, you go get Aaron Paul, and then maybe like I don't this know, is one of those like things where if like Michael Scorsese B. Jordan and, and someone and else, John David like Washington, Scorsese and, Sp- and Spielberg are producing it. Like, do you not think that they can get someone who? who you would never expect oh you get pattinson like pattinson could be the killer that'd be some crazy shit i think you need someone like that yeah. like someone huge right uh, I, i'm waiting to see more on that but i'm really excited they're gonna do a cape for your tv show yeah i'm with you uh, so the boys universe is expanding uh, the mm-hmm. boys mexico a new series offshoot from blue beetle writer gareth bennett alacoser um, and Diego Luna and Gael Garcia Bernal are going to be executive producers considering taking on small acting roles, not major ones. Okay. Look, I'm interested. The Gen V show. What that is they the can, boys Mexico? I, I just assume we're going to see how Vought interferes with a, a foreign country and some crazy shit. Okay. Yeah. Like cartel shit, like how are soups in a different country, that sort of shit. Right. Maybe maybe even a villain's mm-hmm. situation. Like maybe there's superheroes that run cartels. Yeah, you could definitely see that. Or villains that run cartels. Yeah, no, for sure. Right. So uh, it could be interesting. Definitely see how that I'm goes. In, literally, the boys haven't missed yet. So I'm in on everything boys. Right. Dia- uh, Diabolical was good. I, I rewatched it this past weekend. Gen V was good. The boys is good. Give me boys Mexico. <laughs> Um, so Brendan Fraser, after his newly minted Academy Award win, is set to star in the Searchlight Pictures comedic drama called Rental Family. Japanese filmmaker Mitsuyo Miyazaki, who goes by Hikari and worked on Netflix's Beef, is directing and producing the film. Uh, Rental Family follows a down-and-out actor living in Tokyo who is hired by a token American guy for a Japanese rental family company providing professional stand-in services. Frazier is the only person cast in the movie so far. This so could I think be special. Him, this could be special. This could be a special movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. This sounds good. It depends on the rest of the cast. I would love to see um, Boon Jong-Hoo. Dir- oh, no, no. They already have a director. Okay, no, no. never mind. They already yeah. have a director. Never yes. mind. So, yeah, the Beef Guys is great. So, I'm into this. Just got to see the rest of the cast. Right. So we'll see who else gets cast, but I think like, this could be a really interesting role for Frazier. After, you? you know, The Whale. Um, so Universal is in early development to make a new movie about super spy Jason Bourne. Oh, my god! All gosh. Quiet on the Western <laughs> Front filmmaker Edward Berger is in talks to direct. With, with Matt Damon or a new person? I hope it's a new person. Matt Damon. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I, I don't know for sure, but like, and they didn't specify anything, but the picture had Matt Damon in it. Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> if, it, if it's not Matt Damon, then that could be... Interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, that's what I want. Someone new. Let's let's reboot it. Let's double check real quick. No, I think new you're Jason right. Bourne. I think you're right. 
Because I remember seeing on Discussing Film, I think it is Matt Damon, now that you say that. Like, I think um, you're like 90% right. Including whether Matt Damon will return the series. Um, has unknown. not begun yet. So they have um, not announced it. Mm. So it's unknown. But he probably so there's still a possibility. But he's probably possibly, yeah. Facts, facts. I'm I'm male on that. If it's someone new though, I'm into it. Right. So let's talk about a little bit of controversy. So Scream oh, Seven. Yeah. Um Mosa mm. Berea uh fired for comments on Palestine and Jenna Ortega departs the next day due to quote schedule conflict. Good for Jenna. Good um, for Jenna. Right. I agree with that. I think like, that was definitely that good. That it was, you know, it's a whole big mess. Like, my thing is, I don't want any Israelis dying, and I don't want any Palestinians dying. What's wrong with saying free Palestine? They're under an apartheid. Like, when South Africa was under apartheid, there were people who were like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But would you go against Nelson Mandela looking at it in 2023? Like, no one is saying be anti-Semitic. We hate that shit. But if Jewish people are saying these people need to be freed because they're under a, a, a horrible regime. And we're not talking about Hamas. We're talking about Palestinians. There's nothing wrong with wanting those people free and good for Jenna Ortega and that other girl standing up for what they believe in. Right. Crazy so I, they I got fired. That film, That's insane. Yeah. I think that film's unwatchable. I think it's yes, crazy that they fired him. I think that, I think that, um, I forgot who's the, I think it's Spyglass or someone like that yeah. who's in chart, who, who was the overall company for that. And like, they're, they're going to have a hard time moving forward as well. People aren't going to watch that. No. Um, so let's talk a different franchise. There's a lot of news in the alien universe. Timothy Oliphant joins Noah Hawley's FX series. Oliphant will play Kirsch, a synth who acts as a mentor for the trainer and trainer for Sydney Chandler's Wendy. Okay. Who's a hybrid, a metahuman who has a brain and a consciousness of a child, but the body of an adult. Weird. Um, they have finished casting the main cast. You can find that list on Variety. Um, but so that FX series with Noel Hawley is going to be I'm a starring Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant's great. I don't like the child's mind in a adult <laughs> body, a.k.a. Momonosuke <laughs> from One Piece. Don't fuck with that shit especially if they're going to have sexual relations with that person. They didn't do that in One Piece. Hopefully they don't do that in this because that's going to be fucking weird. But if that doesn't happen, then I'll get around it. And I'll, I'll watch this because Noah Hawley's great and Timothy Oliphant's great. I just don't want any pedo shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while talking, while on the tour for the movie Priscilla, Kaylee Spaney sn snuck in a tease for 20th Century Studios' upcoming Alien Romulus. Mm. Um, this is the Fede Alvarez movie, right? Yes, Fede Alvarez directed Revival, which has been described as a standalone story in the Alien universe. Uh, Spaney has confirmed a rumor regarding its place within the franchise. It's, it's supposed to slot two. between the first and second movie. Mm -hmm. And so they, they had the people who worked on the Cameron film come in to build those xenomorphs. Apparently, Cameron and Ridley Scott both think this is the best Alien movie since their two movies good yeah i think you know i think i think alien is something that you know you could do really good stuff with i think the, the tv series has potential of being on mm -hmm. fx and i think this has potential of being really good i um, think i think just, if fade kills this he's getting a dc movie like 100 percent. i could probably see probably a dark one too i was about to say i could see him getting uh etrigan i could see him getting dr fate something constantine something in that world Right. 
And speaking of Constantine, apparently that movie still happened. Constantine. I hope it doesn't. God, Keanu Reeves, I do not give a fuck about your Elseworld movie. It's an Elseworld story. John yeah, like, get, like, stop. Give me the new Constantine. That's what I want. The DC Universe Constantine. Um, so speaking of FX, FX <clears throat> has set its premiere date for the highly anticipated series adaptation of Shogun. Let's the go. The series will debut its first two episodes on February 27th, 2000. 24. The trailer looked great. We're reviewing that. It looks incredible. It looks better than Last Samurai. It looks like they finally nailed Shogunate era Japan and doing it the right way, not having this white savior thing like Last Samurai. I'm into it. If 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 it's like Tokyo Vice, but with Samurai, like that quality, we're, we're in. We're reviewing this. Got to. Yeah. Not I think it's gonna be your, your feudal Japan like huge I, IP. Like I think yeah. I think we haven't had like a really solid like how um, Vikings American is. adaptation of feudal yeah. Japan. And, yeah, I like agree. Vikings. So like, yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be big. Um, so other dates: Abbott Elementary returns February seventh. The Bachelor returns January twenty second. Um, and then I got one more story here: James L. Brooks, who last who is most known for the three great Oscar best picture wins of Jerry Maguire as goes it gets and broadcast news hasn't been in the game for 13 years, but he is going to have a new movie called Ella McKay that stars Emma Mackey, Jamie Lee Curtis, Woody Harrelson, A.O. Adebiri, um, Albert Brooks, Kumail Nanjiani and Spike Fern. Wow. That sounds big. Um, the, the film will follow an idealistic young politician who juggles familial issues and a challenging work life while preparing to take over a job, the job of her mentor, the state's longtime incumbent governor. This sounds good. This sounds really good. I'm into this. Yeah, this does sound really good. And, you know, James L. Brooks obviously has a great pedigree. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's, you know, tracking some of these big names. And so. I'm assuming Emma Mackey's taking over for Jamie Lee Curtis. That's baller. Yeah. That's baller. I'm into that. So, and also excited for Abbott Elementary, excited for The Bachelor. Also, we can do Movie on the Rise, and I'll just put our reviews from the lost episode on the end of this, and we'll do fresh reviews next week. That sounds good to me. Um, We definitely have time to talk about what do you call it? Invincible. Um, I'm pulling up a story on my phone real quick because I saw this and I felt like we needed to talk about it because it's absolutely bonkers. Um, so there's going to be a new show hosted by Joe Manganiello called Deal or No Deal Island. What? Um, and on Deal or, Don't, Deal or No Deal Island is a competition show spinoff of the popular game show that features Survivor winner Boston Rob Mariano as a contestant. It premieres with 90-minute episodes on February 26th. It's basically they bring all these people on an island and they do Deal or No Deal style games. What? In order to win a large pot of money. That sounds that sounds so stupid. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like a survi- survivor big brother dealer no deal mashup. Oh my goodness, man. What the hell is that, brother? Oh man, that sounds crazy. I'll check it out though. Yeah. <laughs> crazy shit. Um so right. canceled and renewed Miracle Miracle Workers Miracle Workers, the Daniel Radcliffe show. It's canceled after four seasons of TBS. Uh, Muppets Mayhem, the one short-lived Disney Plus show is canceled. Uh, Blue Bloods will end if with its 14th season. Thank goodness. That show needed to end a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Or maybe never even begin. 
Um, <laughs> Harley Quinn renewed for season five, and Welcome to Wrexham renewed for season three. Nice. Love all of that. All right, with that being said, it's time to get into the segment of the show called Movie on the Rise, where we suggest one movie or TV show for you that's coming out this week. Not much out last week. Uh, I said Scott Pilgrim since it was in the last episode. I'm saying Scott Pilgrim again. We'll talk about it next week. Right. I've got halfway through Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. So we can talk um, about it next week. So far. I only watched know. one episode. So. Ramona Flowers is what it should be called. But we'll, uh. we'll review it. <laughs> you got anything for the people to check out? Um, Not, not much particularly. Right now. Right. Yeah. That's fair. No. Not much out. Um, the curse. Okay. The, the mm-hmm. Emma Stone, Nathan Fielder show on Showtime. Oh yeah, you're right. That is that that is there. I'll be watching that pretty soon. Okay. Um, well, other yeah. Than that, so that's pretty much it. Before we get to the reviews, a couple of lost episode topics that we didn't get to talk about. The Elon Musk biopic is in development in A24 with Darren oh Aronofsky on board to direct. The only thing that we really mentioned on it that was interesting is that I said this was A24's solution to get money. Yeah, They're paying facts. for money. They want that Elon Musk money. And they getting it. Oh, my gosh. That's how... See, they're making a Donald Trump young movie with uh, Sebastian Stan. Is that A24 is doing it? I don't, uh, I don't know. It might be Blumhouse, but to your point, getting that money. Getting that money. <laughs> getting that money. Yeah, I did forget to put that story in there. Oof. No, it's okay. And then the long-running Terminator franchise is headed to Netflix's new animated series. Definitely nice. worth mentioning because it was on Pitch It. Yep, big facts, big facts. Which, Pitch It will make a return come 2024. Y'all mark that. But, all right, Super, let's get into our lost reviews. We got Invincible the Killer. We'll do our old Invincible one, and then next week we'll catch up and talk about everything that happened before the season cliffhanger. So, Let's do our lost episode reviews right now. Um, let's let's start with the killer. Okay. Uh, I only have a few things. So, like what I was talking about with um the certain things, you know, when he goes in to you know interrogate the black guy that recruited him. Yeah, in the, New Orleans. That the street he was on was the street I worked on, so I know that for a fact that that was in New Orleans. Uh, that was Crondelet Street. Okay, nice, to, nice. To and um. And then when they went, to, when he was in Florida and went to the grocery store, he went, he, he was at a Bro Mart and Bro yes! Mart is in Louisiana. Yes, bro. Okay. So I was like, that's the scene where Bro I was Mart like, that's exhibit. That's it. I was like, there's, uh, cause I asked Chris, I was like, B R E A U X, there's no Bro Mart in Florida. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I know what, but, I know exactly where he shot that too. It was again in Upper Town. But I was like, during the movie, the beginning that we start off so slow, like in his head and like. Oh, I like that. I liked it, too. I dug it. But but that's my thing. We jumped right in. That's why I would have wished it was a TV series, because if you're going to do that level of like, all right, we're getting into this assassin's head. I want to get to know him. Like, I want to know. I want to see more. He didn't. Bro, we didn't see any action, really. Yeah, I mean, that was my problem with it. Obviously, in that house. Yeah, the bruiser but, that that went after his wife. But you know, my biggest issue about it was is like if you want to make it this tension point where like you know he does the monologue, I was you know, and he quotes Popeye the Sailor Man, and I mm-hmm. said, and I said, he, uh, I said, it feels like I'm listening to an audiobook. Yes, that's what it felt like. That's why I wanted and, more action. That's what I was saying. <laughs> 
And so like my thought process on it is like, okay, you missed the shot. You go back and you find out they tried to kill you and they fucked up your girl. Mm-hmm. Why did they just stop? Yeah, facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that was my thing. Is like where was still the swim? Why were they fighting back? These, yeah. And none of these people saw him coming. I'm like, how would they not expect him, to think that he like, would be coming after? They didn't see him coming. None of them tried to fight back. Like, Tilda Swin, you're supposed to be this big-time assassin. You only had this little knife with you. Like, the bruiser fought back, but, like, why weren't y'all paying attention to this guy who was sitting in his car for days at your house down your street when there's no one else there? What the fuck is yeah. happening? When he was tailing Tilda Swinton, I was like, he's not tailing her very well. <laughs> Bro, when he was sitting at the bruiser's house, when he had that cardboard covering his thing, I was like, how don't they know he's sitting right there? And and they even made a point in referencing in his monologuing that he was like, I'm I'm not following my directions as well as I should have. Mm-hmm. And you would think that that would have caused him for a bigger slip up. And then the ending and it just seemed was like so, it all went too well. The ending was so lackluster. I did not yeah, like the then, ending. And then he doesn't kill the guy. Yeah, he just lets he him runs live. Out from the sunset. It's just like, bro, what? And why did you let him live? Like, that was my thing. Because he was a billionaire? <laughs> I guess because, like, it would be hard to hide that. To hide the body? I guess. So, that, so yeah, it would be hard for him to get but away with it. But you killed your lawyer friend, but you let the billionaire live? Like, <laughs> you should have let the lawyer live. Why did you do any of this? <laughs> like, if you're going to ride off into the sunset. What was the point of any of this? Like, I well, don't he understand. Wanted the, he wanted to tie the loose ends of the people who were going after him. Oh, and, and I guess he the shit out of the billionaire, the billionaire so, so he so wouldn't the billionaire go after would him. not go after him. And I guess that worked. I don't know. So, and so, and so, by cutting, killing all those other people, he cuts his ties. So now he's like, by oh, himself. the billionaire has no one else he could call to help. Type shit. Yeah. Right. Okay. I I guess so. I'm all right. But like you said. It's, it's, just, still, it's still lackluster. Lackluster and not enough action. Like this movie, I would give a B. I would give like a, yeah. a B, B minus. That's what I'm about to say. A 7.98, like somewhere at 7.8, anywhere from 7.8 to an 8. That's where it falls. C plus, B minus. Okay. I think and at least IMDb came, I think it came 6.9. Yeah, 6.9. Uh, I wouldn't give it a 6.9. I think that's not fair. But I mean, you could. <laughs> you really could. <laughs> All right, you want to do Invincible? Yes. All right, what'd you, th- what'd you think? Yeah, great. <laughs> fucking great. Episode two was the fucking bee's knees. And the fact that they did a holiday episode, so good. So good. And the fact that we got to see uh, Omni-Man stuff, like we got to see Mark face the consequences of Omni-Man's double life. It was just like, okay. Let's go. Yeah, I'm interested in what's going on with the mom noticing that the dude is like there because mm-hmm. like I was doing some lore in the Invincible comics and apparently in the lore that ca- that character is a cyborg. So, oh, and, which and one? So he, the the sidekick, Cecil's sidekick, the one that she was like oh. shocked to see that was he was alive because he so obviously died last season. Mm. And so apparently he's a cyborg. And so I'm interested to find out that, you know, and then, you know, the Martian is like trying to reinvent himself. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, I, see, I remember what you're talking about. How about just I, I don't know if Debbie was scared of the cyborg. I feel like she was more worried about she, she wasn't scared. She like, wasn't scared. She was surprised because he, mm. she knew for a fact that he was dead. So he's mm. like, why the fuck is this person here? Mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. he's dead. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, that, I feel like that's making her not trust Cecil. Yeah. So, also, 
No liabilities this season, brother. <laughs> Cecil killing everybody. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> like... Cecil said, fuck this. We're not having no more uh no more Viltramite bullshit. Everybody gotta die. Yeah. <laughs> um I I'm still not digging, you know, Mark and his girlfriend played by Zazie. Yeah, not... I don't like them either. Also, I'm I'm I want like I want more bulletproof, man. Can I get more bulletproof? <laughs> Yeah, I would like them to know more, a little bit more of Bulletproof. I did like that we got more Adam Eve this episode. Now we understand yeah. what she's doing and what just her what she's all about. At the not a, not about being a hero. <laughs> not about being a hero, which is kind of which kind Whack. of go, goes along with it. Kind of goes along with what her little thing was. Show so was, like, yeah, glad, sure, sure. I'm glad that and and so and that show also gave us more of an understanding of her parent dynamic. Which mm-hmm. we, so we see a little bit more of that. So. Also, it showed how we can kill Ventramites, too. Right. With uh, how they killed Omni-Man in uh, Angstrom, evil Angstrom's world or whatever. Yes, and then we, you know, they're starting to see little bits of that with, like, um, the sound mm-hmm. that the monster made, and they're starting to be like, oh, they're starting to pieces together, and Cecil, like, immediately puts the guy on to, like, test it in the lab, which we don't know to Mark's help or detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so Cecil but, can have uh, a, a weapon of mass destruction if he needs. That's what I'm saying about getting exactly. ready to kill the Viltrumites if he has to. Also, that shapeshifter, fuck that guy. <laughs> but the shapeshifter is Martian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm the white guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, fuck, I, I don't fuck with him. <laughs> you don't fuck with the Martian? No. <laughs> I, I'm ready for Alan to come back too. Which one's Alan? Alan the alien. The orange one who's strong as shit. I don't remember that guy. With the uh he's the uh cy- he's the Cyclops. Yeah, I don't remember that guy. This guy right oh, here? Oh yeah. Alan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember I, him. Yeah, he's badass, bro. He's like super like uh, the com- the comics, he's like uh, what do you think about um Oh Bash Reeves? No, what'd you think about um what's his boy Robin becoming Batman? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like I wanna see that just makes me want to know more about Darkwing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, well, we didn't we didn't use that word. We were partners. <laughs> Wait, I gotta pull up the picture of him. The new Darkwing. That shit is hilarious, bro. <laughs> and he like puts Mark in that thing and then taunts him and then Mark's like, I'm gonna keep you in here. <laughs> yeah. <show> you first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Invincible season two. It's been good. Mark's, man. Like, uh, Mark's like, just as you said, I'm on me man's son. Yep. And I'm like, exactly. yeah, use it, Mark. But see, that's some yeah. good Superman Batman shit, bro. I like that. <laughs> you know I yeah. rock with that shit. Also, I like no, how I also how this Darkwing doesn't have uh the little pointy thing, how his shit is just circular. Like, that's 100% some Batman shit. Like, Nightwing version. Like, this dude's like Damien, though. <laughs> I feel like he's more Damien yeah. than Dick Grayson. Right, right. So. You even even could be uh, more of a Batmite to Batman. Kind mm, of yeah, true. Like a fanboy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Batwing. Batwing. Batwing, that's yeah, Batwing, uh, Luke Fox or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
But okay, so Bash Reeves first episode slavery, straight up. I'm be honest with you. Bash Reeves lived in the South, and his his master or whatever. And when he when they called him Mass, I cringed. I was like, oh my gosh, we just had to get through the slavery shit. But his master taught him how to shoot, and he was like the best shot in all of Texas. Like this dude could shoot anything, and like his, they so basically they went to go fight the North. Or whatever, and he was like, "You got to shoot." And Bash Reeves didn't want to shoot, and like his master charged in, and Bash Reeves killed like ten uh, Union people. And like as he was walking back, the black guy looked at him and was like, "You killed the wrong ones, <laughs> dumb n word." And I was like, "What?" And I felt him, and then they took him and they beat his ass, and he and Bash Reeves was like, "Fuck, I don't want to fuck with this." And his master got sent away because they didn't like how he did some shit because the master was. Um, basically talking, like saying that the South was doing dumb shit and basically wanting them to lose the war, which they were talking about real shit that happened that caused the South to lose, basically using, messing up trading and messing up their resources and whatnot. So the, the master left, took Bass with him. It was like, if you beat me in a car game, I'm gonna set you free. And basically the master cheated, but he was drunk and Bass was like, fuck this, you cheated me and beat his ass, killed him and left, <laughs> and left. He ended up, living with this Indian, uh, this this Native American lady, excuse me, the Seminole Native American, and she taught him Seminole, Cherokee, and all the, in, the uh, Native American languages. And basically he lived with them until a couple of years later when the war broke back out there and they, and, it, and they killed his little stepson. And basically he had no reason to stay with the Native American lady because she was like, I'm going to kill myself. I don't need to live anymore. My husband doesn't live and my son. So he left her and he went to this town and basically, when he gets to the town, he meets um, the deputy marshal. And that's when the show starts, when he gets to that town. But everything leading up is important because it shows him training and why he's a great marshal. And then when you get to him being a marshal, it's just badass shit, baby. I got to say, they got through the slavery fast enough. It was still painful. I still don't like it. But they got through it. And by the time he becomes with the Native American family, it's like, okay, this shit's cool now. Because when he's with the Native American family, they're doing badass shit. Like, they're hunting. He's training. He's, like, learning shit. I was digging it. Episode one's basically your epilogue. It's like... Pretty much. Stuff out of the way. Pretty much. They go through, like, five years, bro. They they literally go through five years. And and they did and they released multiple episodes at once, right? They yeah, there's Patrick three out, Reed, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so that makes sense. You know, they know that the first episode is going to be your your dead setup. Mm-hmm. Episode episode one and two are like half of episode two setup. Yeah, which is why he's marshal halfway through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He becomes the marshal halfway through episode two, and episode three it's like his first mission as a marshal. Yeah, this definitely seems to be. The trend with the three batch, mm-hmm. and Ty, and Ty, it's very much a different tone than his other shows. Like we're a big, we're big Ty Sheridan fans, or Taylor Sheridan fans. We've seen High Hell or High Water. We've seen Wind River. All of those have different tones than his TV shows. And I've watched uh, Mayor of East Town, his his Jer- Jeremy Renner show, which is very different tone than Mayor. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is very much a different tone than um oh, I'm blanking on the name. That's because I don't watch it. Um the shit with Kevin Cosner. What's that shit called? No, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, yeah. The Yellowstone universe with like 1812. 
that shit is basically Game of Thrones for Westerns, like succession in Game of Thrones in the Western world. But this is Cowboy Bebop. This is Hitman. This is uh, basically police de- one detective show type shit. This is our bag. Yeah, no, I think that sounds pretty cool and definitely something that I think people are going to get behind the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I guess the problem uh, is it's on Paramount Plus. That's the problem. Well, you can get Paramount Plus on Amazon like you do. Yeah, so that's what I the do. The worst thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, it, if you're already on Paramount Plus for Yellowstone, then you're going to come across this and watch it. And I assume mm-hmm. that's good. And then they had that other show that people liked about the war. Yeah, with, another with Taylor Sheridan show. Yep. So, Yo, Taylor Sheridan, he's killing it. Like, he has so right, He's many, making so much money. Like, he has so much... Like, and he, we thought he was going to be this actor, and his acting job wasn't killing, and then he was like, fuck this, I'm going to just write and direct my own shit. Like, we forget he made Tulsa King. Tulsa King is great. <laughs> and another Paramount show, that's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. Mayor of King... Oh, it's not Easton, it's Mayor of Kingstown. Mayor of Kingstown... Yeah. Tulsa King, Special Ops Lioness, and Bash Reeves to me are my favorite Taylor Sheridan shows. I'm not a fan of 1923, 1883, and Yellowstone. It's all Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah, that's his Yellowstone shit. But Lioness, Tulsa King, Mayor Kingstown, and Bass Reeves, great. And the thing is, he he called it Lawmen, semicolon, Bass Reeves, which means if this is successful, we can maybe get another Lawmen, you know, a different another... Someone in the universe, a law, a different lawman we follow each time. In different eras, yeah. That'd yeah, cool. different like what if we went to Japan and followed like a samurai lawman? Or we went and to Taylor England. No, not about the Japan. Like, true, true. But you know what I, I mean. Like, different, <laughs> different areas of, in America. Like, yeah. Like, like New York. You, like <laughs> during yeah, mob I was say, I was like if you want yeah. Uh what's his name? Um, Chicago. What's what's his fucking name? Elliot Lawman, Elliot Ness, the Untouchables. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so, yeah. that's so, the I, that... I, honestly that's the second one you do. If you do another one, a Lawman. Like if you did you did Bash Reeves, okay. What's the next best Lawman in American folklore? It's Elliot Ness. Yeah. So, I think that that's definitely something that we'll check out and talk about moving forward. Um. The only other thing I have left is any is an up one piece update. Oh and... well, yeah, brother. <laughs> you could do Wyatt Earp too. You could yeah, like I'm looking at I looked oh, up famous. I'm, I looked up famous American lawmen. You could do Doc Holiday, basically, which is that movie um with Wyatt Earp and Doc Holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Uh okay, yeah. I think I do I was thinking about that for a second. Now I'm going back to One Piece. Uh, yeah, where you at? <laughs> Uh, well, we Momonosuke got saved. We, I know who Yamato is now. I get, I get that whole deal. Mm, Odin, <laughs> my guy is <laughs> Yamato yeah. is Kaido's son. Odin. <laughs> Imagine if you're Kaido and your son fucking wants to be Odin, bro. Like <laughs> you're right, like your most hated in- enemy. He's your son's like, yeah, I don't want to be you, Kaido. I want to be fucking Odin. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, so and uh, so I get that whole thing. I just saw like um, Big Mom basically get beat by who? Basically get beat by you know Frankie and company. Like oh. they basically just they oh. disposed she, of her uh, briefly. Yeah, she. I was about to say you ain't see her get beat yet. 
No, she ain't beat, but she she's disposed of at the moment because like she's about to probably team up with like her son and all that. The lickety guy. I'm gonna let you let you see him. Keep watching. But, the uh, lickety guy, Pero Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Wait. So wait. What else? You say? did they did they uh did the samurai uh get Kaido? Did they stab Kaido yet? Yeah. Okay. So they're on the roof. Yeah, they're well. They're outside or on the roof or whatever. Did Luffy yeah. get to the? Did Luffy and Zoro? He ain't, get to the roof he's yet? not up there yet. Okay, that's so where. I'm that's what up. I'm waiting for you to watch when 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 you get to roof piece because the one piece changes to roof piece when it's Kid Law, Killer Zoro and Luffy up there fighting Kaido and Big Mom. And that's roof piece. <laughs> yeah, so I'm at I'm at that's, roof piece. Yet, that so that I'm shit is hype. Basically, I'm basically on the cusp. Oh, you're right there. Oh, I'm so excited for you. It's amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good loss episode reviews. And we'll be back next week. We'll talk Bass Reeves because I don't know if you've watched the first any of the episodes, but I'm on episode five, four. I just watched episode four. So and then uh, right. we'll talk Invincible. All right. Oh, yeah, Pilgrim. sounds good. And we'll talk Scott Pilgrim. So sure. I hope everyone out there has enjoyed their week. Lyndon, you kind of talked about what's going on BWT up on the yep. top. Mm-hmm. Um, so Just definitely follow check us out this at Bros Who Think. That's a, on Twitter. <laughs> follow us on Bros Who Think. Definitely uh, sub- subscribe mm-hmm. on YouTube and on Spotify and wherever else you're listening to your podcasts. Um, you know, share all of those things. And um, definitely check out this week's Bros Who Think to let hear what Lyndon's got to get off his chest. Facts, big facts. And to hear about the future of what, what we got coming. So that's the more important thing. Definitely. Um, so for Lennon Burton, my name is Adam Schubert. I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep binging.